Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hi besties, welcome back to Try Not To Care. It's your girl, Ashley. I hope you had an awesome weekend and are ready to kick ass this week. We're in the month of February, which I kind of love. I'm not a super romantic kind of gal, but the idea of having a month or at least like the first two weeks of the month where everyone is all lovey-dovey, everything's all pink and red, my boyfriend's buying me shit, and I have an excuse to do some self-care and give myself some self-love. I'm just really into that. (laughs) Um, Next week's episode is going to be all about self-love because it'll be Valentine's Day. But today is going to be a little less cutesy and we're going to get into some hard to hear, but you need to hear content. So today we're going to be talking about breakups, like romantic breakups and relationships that don't work and how to move past them in a healthy way. I am someone who doesn't have the best track record when it comes to relationships. Thankfully, I am in a super healthy relationship now and we've been together for four years. But before him, my love life was a fucking mess. I was in two long-term relationships before him with boys who, at the time, I genuinely thought loved me and I loved them. But looking back on both relationships, they were toxic as hell. And when I was in those relationships, I knew they weren't healthy, but I romanticized them so much and kept telling myself that this is how relationships were and it wasn't ever going to get better than that. I would tell myself the reason these boys would treat me the way that they did was because they were in love with me and they loved me so much that it made them insane, that it made them crazy. And that's fucking nuts. That's crazy of me. It's crazy that I thought that a boy who would yell at me and tell me that I couldn't do certain things was in love with me. It's crazy that I labeled possessiveness as love. That's not love. I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's not normal to tell someone what they can and can't do. I've had so many friends, myself even, not be able to go out and do things because a partner didn't want them to. 
there were times where my friends would ask me to go out and I wanted to go so bad, but I knew my boyfriend wouldn't let me. So I would literally have to lie and sneak behind his back in order to go. And I would literally be an anxious mess the entire time to the point where I wasn't even having fun. You should not have to ask your partner for permission to do things as if they're your parent. You should not have to stoop to lying because you're afraid your partner will leave you if you hang out with your friends. It's not normal to ask your partner for permission to do anything. Obviously, there are boundaries that are set in relationships and it's okay to ask a partner, hey, do you feel comfortable with me doing this? But asking permission is fucking weird. Your partner is not your parents and you shouldn't feel like your partner is against you. Or feel like your partner is going to leave you over something as small as you wanting to go out and hang out with friends or wear certain clothes or you know what I mean? Like that should not be a deal breaker. This is a little TMI. Not really. It's just very obvious to anyone who actually knows me, but I don't care. It's fine. So there was this guy I dated before my current boyfriend and he was just the relationship was just I I don't even have a word for it it was just bad it was like your stereotypical bad high school relationship and this boy dead ass expected me to miss my prom for him prom he he was a few years older than me which is why he didn't go to prom with me but the age thing should have been like a red flag right away anyways I was at prom and I literally felt guilty the entire time over something that I waited my entire life to be at. I remember sitting in my big poofy fucking dress by myself, texting him, begging him to answer my text because he was mad at me that I was at prom with my friends. More than half the relationship with this guy, he was constantly telling me what I could and couldn't wear or what I could and couldn't post on social media. He made me feel bad about posting selfies because in his mind, I was posting them for validation from guys. Like, sir, no, I'm just self-obsessed. I still am. (laughs) But, you know, what's even more messed up is if you asked me like a year ago, I would be like, no, he really loved me. The timing was just off and we were both immature and it was a, it was an okay relationship. Just some misunderstandings like, no, 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 no. That's exactly some people's issue. My issue. We romanticize a shitty fucking relationship and only look at the good times you had, even if there were only a few and you completely disregard the abuse and the defeat that you felt during the relationship. And to some of you, this might sound insane, like, yeah, no shit, Ashley, this is toxic. But when you are in a toxic relationship, it is so hard to see how bad for your mental health it is and how stupid you're being. And I don't mean stupid in a mean way, because as I've already said, I've been there. I've done that. I was being a dumb bitch. But when you allow yourself to be disrespected that much, you are disrespecting yourself. And that's fucking stupid. With all of that being said, When you're in a relationship and things are just not working, you're fighting all the time, you feel like everything you do is wrong, the spark is gone, you feel like a burden, you're asking for things from this person and and it's just not happening, you need to let it go. It's the same thing with what I was saying about friendships. You need to let things go that aren't working. You cannot force a relationship to work if it's not made to work. When someone cheats on you, it's not fair to yourself to stay in that relationship. 
you are doing yourself a disservice by staying with someone and forgiving someone over and over and over again when they continue to hurt you. Think of your best friend or a sibling or a parent, someone that you love. Would you ever want to see them being treated that way? How would you feel if they were being walked all over and they were just allowing it? You'd probably want to scream in their face and tell them to open their fucking eyes and realize how much more they deserve. Like I've been there. I've seen friends be treated like complete ass and I'm like, bitch, bitch, you're being so stupid, so dumb. And at the end of the relationship, they're like, that that was terrible. And I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, you didn't realize that because it's so hard to see when you're in it, but you wouldn't want that for someone else. So why are you allowing this to happen to yourself? Why aren't you holding the same standard to yourself? You see how much more others deserve. Why don't you see what you deserve? You can't make someone love you and you can't make someone appreciate you. And honestly, if you try to do that, they're just going to end up resenting you. Whenever I've tried to force someone to do something for me, I end up still being upset about it. Even if they do it because it's like, I had to beg you to do that. It's like when you ask for flowers from someone and you finally get them after asking a million times. It gets to the point where you're, where you're like, I don't even want them. I wanted you to get me flowers because you wanted to, not because I asked you to buy me flowers. For me personally, there's boxes that need to be checked off in order for me to be satisfied. And everyone's might look different, but I think the bare minimum should be you deserve someone who does buy you flowers, who isn't afraid to show you off, who doesn't forget your birthday who supports you, who speaks to you kindly, who only has eyes for you, who doesn't give up on you over something stupid. And if they're not checking off your boxes, then baby, there are plenty of other fish in the sea. And if they wanted to do those things for you, they would, but they're not. And there will be someone out there who will, and it won't feel like a chore to them. Now, let's talk post-relationship. You broke up, whether that's your choice or theirs. It's done. You're done. It's over. The show is over. Close the curtain. It's time to move on and learn how to get over them. So how does one get over a breakup? Let me tell you from my experience what worked for me. Because when I got out of my last relationship, I was a fucking monster. Like I was miserable. Never thought I would get over it. Clearly did. This is how I did it or my experience. If it's actually done, you need to be actually done. You need to block their number, block their socials, block, unfriend, mute, whatever you have to do. They're close friends and family, so you don't accidentally see something you don't want to see. You need to cut contact entirely. This seems harsh, but acting as if they're dead, which also sounds morbid, but It's the most effective way to move on because the second you get a sip of alcohol or you see them on your timeline, you're going to jump right back into what you fought so hard to get out of. And more than likely, nothing has changed and you're going to end up hurting yourself all over again and the hurt does not hurt any less. It's going to hurt probably more. In my last relationship, there was a point where this guy broke it off with me. No explanation, just blocked my number and did not talk to me for like three months. And this was a guy I was in a relationship with for like a year prior. So it was a well-established relationship despite it being toxic. So I felt like 
I still deserved an explanation to being blocked for three months. So finally, he unblocks me at his own convenience and wants to see me. And looking back on this, I should have never gone because what he did was so immature, so petty and so hurtful. I spent three months crying every night, just heartbroken because someone I cared so much about just dipped without a word. But I did go because I'm a dumb bitch. But I was so happy because he wanted to get back together. And that's all I wanted at the time to get back together with him. But then he ended up cheating on me like two months later. And that happening hurt even worse than how I felt when he first blocked me. And I think back, if I didn't go, I would have spent that time recovering and healing from what had happened, but I didn't because I'm a dumb bitch. And he ended up hurting me a second time. And I had to start all over again from the pain that I originally felt, but it felt 10 times heavier because I had this idea of what we were going to be and it simply just did not happen again and it sucked. So that's why I say when it's done, it's done. Be done. Do not dive back in. Do not go driving past their house or going to places that you used to go to because it's just going to make you romanticize or think about them and be like, well, maybe I should text them. Maybe they're missing me. Maybe this, maybe that. No, uh, uh-uh. let it go. Let it fucking go. Once you get to this point and you're like, okay, it's over. It's actually over. I'm not diving back in. We're done. The next thing to do and the most important thing to do is to grieve. Allow yourself to grieve. You can't pretend that everything is okay when you feel like you're actually dying because eventually, sooner or later, it's going to all pour out and it's better to actually let it heal rather than putting a shitty band-aid on it and letting it bleed through later. Cry. I'm telling you, cry like you've never cried before, bitch. My personal favorite is, I recommend this a lot, is to cry in the shower and then crawl right into bed. You will never have a better sleep than after crying in the shower and going to bed. Let me tell you that. But don't pretend like it doesn't hurt when it does. Don't force yourself to go out and party when all you want to do is lay in bed and literally cry and sleep and cry and sleep. On repeat, do it until your body is over it. And when you're ready, talk to someone. Therapy is really great if you need to get your feelings out rather than sending a five-page spiteful text to your ex and being like, fuck you, you broke my fucking heart. You're so, you're so fucking terrible and you're going to live a fucking terrible life without me and I'm so much better. Like, no, don't do it. Do not do it because you will, you will regret it. If you don't have access to therapy or you just like don't want to go, it's also just good to talk to someone who you trust or journaling out your emotions or even talking directly to yourself in the mirror or on your camera, whatever you need to do to just like release it. I know, not even with my relationship, but like anything I'm struggling with or I feel like I need to talk to someone, I will pull out my camera and talk to myself for a fucking hour. It feels good. Like who's a better listener than me no one so just get it out and do whatever that's going to make you feel even a little bit better that's the key just doing things that make you feel good do things that make you happy and take your mind off the breakup that could be the gym shopping planning events with friends so you have something to look forward to like a vacation or a concert but whatever you do do not go looking for another relationship at least until you're healed 
It's okay if you want to get under a few people and have a little fun. But the last thing you need is to attach yourself to someone when you're not fully healed and you're vulnerable. The best thing for you to do is to be alone and single as fuck. Alone time is good. It's good to not have to answer to anyone. It's good to spend time figuring out what you like and what you don't like. Your ex, what your long-term goals and plans are. Spend time worrying literally about you and your life only. It's also great to spend time alone pampering yourself. Spend a night in and do Cassie from Euphoria's 4am beauty routine. You deserve that. You deserve to pay attention to little details about yourself and take care of them. Do the little things and the big things you would do for a partner. Give yourself the time, attention, and energy, and love that you keep trying to give to someone else. Just because someone doesn't see your worth doesn't mean the value of who you are or what you have to offer goes down. That's like me not caring about designer items. Do I buy them? No. Are they something I care about? No. But they're still expensive for a reason. People still want them for a reason. It doesn't matter what I think about them. So don't sweat over one person not acknowledging how great you are. They probably can't afford you and that's a them problem. I used to blame myself a lot and question my worth because how guys in my past treated me. I would compare myself to the girls they cheated on me with and the girls they left me for and I always asked myself what those girls had that I didn't. But looking back at it now, the guys that I wanted lacked a lot of things that I actually wanted and I actually needed. That's why it didn't work out and that's why they looked elsewhere. It was never me, it was them. Of course, fucking duh that they were going to leave me for someone who wasn't going to ask for their time exclusively or was asking them to not lie to them. It'd be way easier for them to be with someone who didn't care, but I cared so much. And what you need to realize is you're never asking for too much. You should set boundaries. Boundaries are fucking hot and they're necessary. Boundaries are a part of respecting yourself and others. You asking for someone not to cheat on you is not too much. You asking someone not to lie to you is not too much. You asking to be respected is not too much and you're not crazy. Whatever it is that you need is not crazy. And I know for some of you that may be hard to hear because you're probably so used to someone in your life saying, you're fucking crazy, you're never satisfied, I can never do anything right for you. But you're not crazy for asking the bare fucking minimum and asking for what you know you deserve. You deserve someone who is going to love you no matter what, who doesn't have eyes for anyone but you, who doesn't give up on you over something stupid like you wanting to go get a drink with your girlfriends. I know it sounds cliche and you hear it all the time, but it's true. And for the longest time, I didn't think I'd ever find that because I was just shown time and time again from these boys that I was just a body to them and was replaceable. And that was never the case. They were replaceable. Someone who checks off all your boxes and you feel secure with isn't replaceable. And it'll take time sometimes. But when you do find them, you'll know and you'll be so grateful that you waited for this person rather than settling for someone who doesn't give a crap about you. I can't say it enough, but you deserve someone who loves you and doesn't have you crying in bed all night, questioning yourself, feeling like every day you wake up is going to be unpredictable because of how they treat you. You deserve the best, the finest, and you should not settle for anything less than that. 
Next week's episode, like I said, is going to be all about self-love and talking about lack of self-love and how to rebuild that and how to just like appreciate yourself the way that you should. I think it'll be a really good episode and I just want to spend Valentine's Day talking about us, not about someone else. We deserve a day to be obsessed with ourselves and loving ourselves, right? With that being said, thank you so much for listening to episode four. If you have any questions, anything you want to dive deeper into, please, please, please message me on Instagram at Ashley Corbo or at trying not the number two care podcast. Or if you have any topics you want me to talk about, like, please just message me. It makes me so happy. So thank you again. And I will talk to you next week, besties. I love you. Bye.